Episode 31 starts now. Welcome to ShareMo EDU. We are a team of two Missouri lead learners sharing stories across the state and beyond through the lens of education. I'm Dr. Renee Hawkins, principal at Maple Elementary School in Smithville, Missouri. And I'm Dr. Eric Carlin, elementary assistant principal at Maple Elementary in Smithville, Missouri. This week's guest is the director of professional learning for the CBD Consulting Group, focused on elevating the standard of learning in schools across America through strategic technology and instructional advancements. Peter and his team are working with schools to transform their classrooms and the educators that are in those rooms. We are excited to talk, to talk more with you today, Peter. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is a pleasure. All right. Well, Peter, help our audience to get to know you and just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so like, like Renee said, I'm the Director of Professional Learning at Communications by Design, or CBD, and I've been doing that for about five years, and we work with uh, thousands of teachers and dozens of schools every year around the state of Michigan, and we're doing technology integration strategies and also just student-centered learning PD as well, and we're made up of all former educators. So prior to that, I was a mathematics teacher in Kentwood Public Schools, uh, just southeast of Grand Rapids, Michigan. And I did that for seven years as well. Um, I'm also a class and a dissertation away from a, from a PhD in ed leadership. And so props to both of you for your doctorates. I was telling you off air, I know how hard that is. So congratulations to both of you. Thank you. Thank you. You're <laughs> I'm getting close. You know, I don't want that ABD all but the dissertation. So I'm going right. to I'm going to I'm going to get there. But uh, yeah, it's been fun. It's been it's been a lot of fun. Great. All right, Peter, what is your hashtag for education and how do you honor those words? Yeah. So my hashtag and really the hashtag of my group here at CBD is Elevate EDU. And so we have a website dedicated to this. Uh, we really are trying to cultivate student centered strategies in the classroom. And we focus on tech, technology integration, but um, that's really just kind of secondary to, to student-centered. And so we've got, we've got really four things that we do for teachers, totally free, um, that, that we love to, to, to kind of talk about. And one is a curated list of tech tools. I mean, there are thousands and thousands of technology tools out there, and it can be very, very difficult for teachers to kind of whittle that down to what is useful or efficient or just even effective in the classroom. So if you, uh, if you want to send your listeners to um, cbdconsulting.com slash elevateedu, all of this stuff will be there totally free for them to, to look at. But we've got a curated list of tools. We've got uh, a set of modules that really talk about the integration of, of a, a couple dozen of those tools. We've got a podcast going just like you do, um, which has been a phenomenal way to share ideas directly from the mouths of teachers. That's really the purpose of our podcast. Um, it's called uh, Transforming Learning by CBD. And then we have virtual coaching, and this is kind of an innovative um, method that I don't think a lot of organizations are using uh, where anybody Monday through Thursday throughout the year can connect with us in a, in a video chat like we're doing right now just by clicking a link. Um, and if we're not with another teacher at the time, they can come in and ask us a question. We can share our screens. We can talk education. We can plan. We can reflect. It's just a really, really great way to connect with teachers that are outside of our physical radius because we do travel, but um, 
you know, we've got basically a two hour radius here that we're willing to go on a day to day basis. That's a lot of driving for myself and our coaches. So we've we've been really trying to figure out ways to connect outside of that. And this virtual coaching has been uh, really a godsend the last two years. So Elevate EDU, that's our that's our hashtag here. Very that's cool. awesome. Well, and your ideas for just connecting, you know, through Google Hangout or whatever is so powerful. I mean, I think of how many educators I've met on Twitter and, you know, I want to share an idea with them or I want to get more ideas from them. And I'll ask, can I just Google hang out with you? And, you know, we've got great ideas for that. From That's that. right. That's right. It's, a, it's hard to, to fit all that in 280 characters, but just having a conversation is really the best way to do it. Right. Okay. Share a message from a book that you have read recently that will cause our listeners to take action or cause you to take action. So by the way, I love this question. Uh, I, I, I love to read. I like to think I'm pretty well read. Um, so this one actually made me think more than any of these other questions. So have you, have you read Spark? Either of you? Um, no, but I know okay. Dr. Platt at our high school was just talking about that book and I think yeah. her team is reading it or her leadership team. Yeah, highly recommend school. it. It was written by Angie Morgan, Courtney Lynch, and Sean Lynch, three former U.S. Marines. Um, actually, for our podcast, I had an opportunity to go talk to Angie. So she's been on our podcast, and that, and that was great. So um, Spark is a, is a leadership book, not specifically for education, but, but of course, leadership is leadership. Very experiential from their experience in the Marines. And there's a quote here I'd like to read to you that, sure. that really resonated with me. So Angie defines a spark as the the doers in the organization the positive folks that ignite others and that, that thus the term spark so she says one lone spark can transform a blame placing group into a results oriented team that is shaping its future that's the powerful impact that sparks can have and so i really feel like this is what we're we're trying to do with our students and our staffs is create sparks people that will ignite that passion and desire in others, not just in themselves. And so just love that quote. I love the book. Highly recommend it. Awesome. Yeah, I love that. I think, you know, as we connect on Twitter or with other people, that's exactly what it's about. It's just one person being a spark to uh, somebody else and, and reaching out and kind of, uh, you don't necessarily know the impact that you might have by sharing some of those things. But when you do, um, it creates a spark and can make a, a huge difference in, in somebody else, um, another teacher or administrator, or, or even a whole building can be impacted by that. So, so true. So true. Okay, Peter, reflect on these statements. Right now, one thing that is going well for me is, and I want to grow by. So a little background. I do, especially over the summer, a lot of, a lot of workshop PD um, in schools with teachers. And so, one thing I think I'm doing well is that that rapport building and that um, sparking a motivation in teachers. Many of the trainings I do do revolve around technology integration, and this can be a challenging topic for lots of folks. This can cause a lot of anxiety, and it really is important to ignite some interest, some motivation. And I think I'm I think I'm doing that well right now. Always room for improvement, right? But I, I like where I'm at there. And it's a lot of individual coaching is, is the secret sauce there. Um, I want to grow by continuing to read lots and lots of books. I'm just, you know, I, you'll never read everything that's been written in the world. It's just it feels like an infinite amount. But 
Um, more recently, I've been focused on books outside the field of education, actually. I'm finding a lot of, of value there and bringing that back into the field. Um, so most recently, I read a book called The War on Normal People, which is really about AI and automation. And it's just amazing when you talk about automation, the links you can make to education. I mean, we're preparing students for that world. Right. Um, so it's been really insightful to kind of get out of of education a bit. You know, I still am reading as many of those um, education books as I can, but just trying to do that more and more. That's an area I can grow. Just kind of try to expand my my field of, of view a little bit. Very cool. I just recently listened to episode 39, I believe, and um, it was talking about that tech integration piece and kind of bringing that in, but also, you know, keeping that mindset of if you're a new teacher, you're just coming back and taking those slow steps and a little nerd moment. My dissertation was on levels of technology integration and oh, nice. <laughs> uh, stages of concern and, and that progression. And you're exactly right that the research would show the best method is, is coaching people through or a consistent opportunity to check in. And, um, you know, we've, uh, yeah. So anyway, take me yeah. <laughs> back yeah. to yeah. my paper there. Nice. Yeah. I'll have to read that, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I've read it since, but you're more than welcome to check it out. Sure. So you probably have it memorized, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, what three words would you use to describe the person who has made the greatest impact on your life? And why do those words come to mind? Yeah. So this answer will come off a little lame, I think, at first, because I'm, I'm referring to my father. And, I, and, you know, I mean, come on, I can do better than that, right? <laughs> but he really has been the most impactful person in my life. He passed away about 10 years ago. And, uh, you know, his impact has probably grown since then, to be honest with you. So so the three words that come to mind are learn, purpose, and nervous. And I want to explain that. So, so my father was a learner. He started out his career after college as a teacher in the Peace Corps. He was in Sierra Leone, Africa for two years, came back and decided that he wanted to become an, an attorney. So he went to law school here at U of M, became a, uh, a partner at a local law firm here, did that for a dozen years. At that point, got a calling to become a minister. And so we moved as a family down to Ohio. He went to Trinity Lutheran Seminary. And for the next 15 years of his life, he was, he was a minister, just constantly learning. After that, he actually taught some, some courses at a local college here. So just this lifelong learning, he just embodied that. And so that's why learn comes to mind. Uh, purpose comes to mind because he was also somebody that wanted to drill down to what are we talking about here? You know, what is the point? Um, and just had a really soft, caring, compassionate way of doing that. So he, he worked as a mediator, not only as a minister, but prior to that. He had a really great way of, of really cutting down to the core issue. So what's the purpose here? And um, and that has really stuck with me, too. And then nervous. I'll, I'll never remember. I'll never forget. I should say this. Uh, he was he was about to start uh, Sunday morning service one day. And I was the acolyte for all of our listeners out there. I was about to light the candles. And uh, the assisting minister was just pacing back and forth. And she she asked my dad, who looks very calm and stoic at the time, you know, do you ever get nervous? And he says, he says, every time. And I know when I'm not nervous, that'll be the time to get out. And that has stuck with me because I, you know, whether it's nervousness or anxiety, 
you know, that can really fuel us and also tell us something about how much we care about that thing. You know, if I'm not nervous going into something or if I don't feel a, a few butterflies, you know, that tells me something. And so I've really tried to look at that feeling as a very positive thing because of my father and because of that, that quote. So there you go. Very powerful. Yeah. <laughs> What's been a game changing moment for you in the field of education? Like many of your guests, there's been a few, but one that sticks out just really happened recently, uh, about 14 months ago. Um, I had this amazing opportunity to work with the past two Michigan Teachers of the Year, uh, Luke Wilcox and Tracy Hordisky, to create a mastermind group here in West Michigan. If you're not familiar with a, a mastermind group, it's the uh, it's a group of uh, kind of like-minded folks, uh, and we get together and we bring challenges to the group, and we work on solving those challenges. We have a, a protocol that we go through, but our group is is fairly small. We actually are expanding. We're going to have a second cohort this fall, but um, it's fairly small but very diverse. Um, but we have uh, many districts represented, grade levels, content areas. We've got teachers, administrators, coaches like myself got a social worker, former college professors. And what this does is it brings a diversity of perspective to these challenges that we're working through. Um, and it really has been a game changer, not for not only for myself, but for the other members of this group. Um, and then after our monthly meetings, we, we also go to a local bar, uh, brew pub in Grand Rapids, which is Beer City, USA, if you didn't know that. Um, and so that's where the real work happens, as you might expect. Sure. That sounds awesome. That's really fun. Yeah. I love the point that you bring up about diversifying who's there. You know, we yeah. find our tribe and stick to things, but, you know, also kind of having a portfolio of people that we connect with and um, how all those ideas can impact us in whatever role we're in. So that's, that's right. cool. You know, you know, you know, Abe Lincoln had a team of rivals and I'm not necessarily advocating for pure rivals here, but that diversity of perspective just makes us better. Right. Hey, if your cup's not full, we cannot fill the cup of others. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Hey, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how do you promote self-care? Love this question, too. Um, really interested in how you came up with these. Uh, for me, that mastermind group is actually one way. Um, my, I love my wife, and she... Uh, will humor me by listening to all the things I want to talk about around the field of education, but she's not an educator. She's in human resources at a local furniture manufacturer here. And so, um, you know, it's not her passion, right? And so I, I often would feel a little um, small, if I'm going to be honest, small feelings of resentment that why can't she get as fired up about this stuff as me? You know, what's her problem? <laughs> Well, this mastermind group once a month has really allowed me to get a lot of that out. And uh, and so when you talk about self-care, that's been huge. It's absolutely been huge. Quality time with my wife, I don't want to leave her out, has been is huge for, for self-care. I have two young children as well, spending time with them. But then also I'm a practicing meditator. So I do uh, mind, mindfulness meditation every day. And honestly, that's been, that's been huge uh, for, for my self-care as well. Right. Yeah. Okay. With the start of a new school year, we are promoting hashtag all in August. What is one focus you have for the 1819 school year and how are you going all in? Yeah. So student centered learning. Um, 
we we're we're really going all in with some of the things I mentioned earlier at Elevate Edu. Those four resources, the, the curated tools, the virtual coaching, the podcast. We're really, really trying to do a, a much better job here at CBD of sharing ideas. The, the advantage we have is we work with dozens of districts, and it's really hard for an individual teacher or principal to reach out to another district and mine ideas. You just don't have time for that. You get a couple conferences a year, maybe. Twitter's great for that, but it's really difficult. And so we can be that link, that kind of cohesiveness. And so, you know, promoting student-centered learning through through uh, several different mediums is really what we're all in for. Excited about it. Awesome. Yeah. Is there a certain model you follow for student-centered student learning? Well, so we have a, a project-based learning program here. Okay. Um, we have done some training around design thinking as well. So we do, we, we, we do like the idea of students as designers, but we think that PBL is a nice kind of bridge to that. And so do a lot of uh, PBL instruction, both with tech integration and without. We do some blended learning instruction, which is you know tech infused as well. So those are really our two main models right now. Uh -huh. That's great. Okay, we've come to the moment in this in this interview where it's time to share your fast five. Uh, We're going to fire five questions at you, and we want you to answer with the first thought that comes to mind. Sounds great. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> I can't. I'm too tired to get the sound effect. It's been in. a long day. <laughs> it's been a long day. All right, Renee, fire away. Would you rather have a rewind button or a pause button on your life? Pause. Okay. Definitely. We would you rather go deep sea diving or bungee jumping? Deep sea diving, no question. <laughs> what do you want to be when you grow up, Peter? You know, I want to be a, a great father when I grow up. Uh, it's something I, I, I'm still working on. Um, so definitely want to want to hone in on that for sure. Who is one person you will collaborate with this month to go all in? So do I have to pick one person? I have a team of, of five. I have a team of five here and just really excited to work with them. We get a, a little bit of a break here at the end of August between our summer uh, PD and our, our uh, uh, school year PD where we get to collaborate. So, so super pumped to work with them. Awesome. Would you rather make a phone call or send a text? I think I'm going to go with text. I know, I know a lot of, a lot of people, <laughs> think that sounds lame, but no, I think I'd rather text. Yeah, very comfortable emojis there. And emojis, I mean, how can you not want to send a text? That's right, that's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, Peter, well, thank you so much. We really enjoy getting to know you and hearing about all the great work that you guys are doing. Is there anything else you want to share with our listeners before we sign off? I just think we need more conversations like this. I, I really appreciate it. I feel honored that, uh, that you had me on and, um, Looking forward to return the favor here. So, thank you. Thank you. Tune, guys. In, tune in next week to learn more as we share Mo Edu. Thank we're you. We're better when we're together, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys.